What is up, everybody? Inscape Sports Entertainment, episode 114 coming at you. Episode 114, but kind of uh, half an episode, so to speak. I usually have like three or four stories picked out. I'll dwell on them for five, ten minutes, or give my opinions on them and everything. And then I have Inscape's four, Inscape's turnovers, my little personal segments. I'll have the music in between these, but um, in between segments. But today I wanted to get it out quickly. I wanted to do it this. Yesterday, I jacked up my back a few weeks ago at work and um, was just kind of resting and I think I kind of milked a little bit, but I mean, it gets to a point if you're trying to get somewhere in life, you're not going to do it by resting. You're going to do it by being relentless. So, and actually taking care of what's hurting you. So there's that. But there's a major premium live event in the WWE world tonight. There's actually a major boxing match going on tonight. I'm debating on if I'm going to pay for it or not. I kind of want to with Nate Diaz and Jake Paul. I'm not going to pick a winner there. I'm going to assume it's Jake Paul, not because I think Nate Diaz still can't do it. I still think he can, but boxing is different. Nate Diaz is definitely not in his prime anymore. Could go either way, but I'm going to say Jake Paul. Um, So I guess that's my little two cents on that. Um, I got an AFC East preview. I've got three divisions left, if I'm not mistaken. I've got AFC East. I've done AFC South. I've done AFC North. But so I've got the West divisions after I do the AFC East. I'll do the, I'm going to do episode 114 today, episode 115 tomorrow. And that will be the AFC West. So that's the NFL. I have a reaction to a new rapper that Eminem has signed. Easy meal. Uh, Easy Mill. I said that wrong. Uh, Easy, literally the letters Easy, and then Mill, M-I-L. Um, he kind of has a flow similar to Tech Nine. Um, and then Eminem was on a song with him called Realist, and Eminem went off once again. However, starting off premium live event WWE SummerSlam, I'm going to predict the matches and where we go from here. Starting off, Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. No, I'm not starting off. I like how CBS Sports kind of has their predictions laid out. So starting off, Roman Reigns, undisputed WWE Universal Championship, tribal combat, so a notice qualification match, whatever. You can do whatever you want. You can hit your opponent with steel chair, uh, wrap him around the throat with tar- barbed wire, throw him through a pile of th- thumbtacks, try to drown them, whatever you want to do. Um, who do I think is going to win? Roman Reigns. However, it is one of those spots where Reigns could drop the title, but he's not going to. I really don't think he drops it to WrestleMania 40. I do think Cody Rhodes is the guy. Go back and watch Peacock, um, American Nightmare, becoming Cody Rhodes. I do think Cody Rhodes is the guy. I just think, I mean, everyone assumed Cody was going to win at WrestleMania 39, and he didn't. And now I think he's going to finish the story, quote-unquote, and finish WrestleMania 4. At some point, he's winning this championship. Like, he has to win it. Even if he just has it for a couple days, he wants to win the championship that his dad never legitimately won. Because the one that Dusty, the American, the son of the plumber, the American dream, won a championship. Won a championship match, actually, but it was by count out there against, uh, I'm forgetting, but lost that match. So I think Roman Reigns wins tonight against Jey Uso the real tribal chief, so to speak, according to Jey Uso himself. Obviously, the bloodline is crumbling. Right now, it's just Roman, Paul Heyman, and Solo. Jimmy Uso is out of action. Everybody else is either retired or in Hollywood. And Jey Uso is taking on Roman Reigns. 
Um, could go either way, but I do think this is one of those fake setups where, oh, Roman might lose. No, Jey Uso, Jey Uso is not going to win this match. So I give it to Roman. Where I think they go from here, Sheamus, a part of the Brawling Brutes. Sheamus is actually uh, another pro wrestling veteran, WWE veteran, a, a real brawler. I think a match between him and Roman Reigns would be pretty damn good. I think it would be one of those matches where there's not a lot of outside interference. I think uh, Sheamus wins it. Or uh, Sheamus ends up challenging him next. I don't know where it goes from there, but Sheamus has made some comments about the Bloodline story lately. So maybe Roman wins uh, this Saturday, and then either the next SmackDown or the SmackDown after that, Roman comes out and starts talking his crap. The Usos are nowhere to be found, and Sheamus and the Brawling Brutes come out to challenge Roman Reigns and Solo or something like that. I don't know. We'll see. But I think that's what's next. Uh, Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Rhodes needs to win far more than Lesnar here per CBS Sports. Uh, it's hard to imagine that it's going to be what happens. That is not going to be what happens. Um, I think this is Rhodes' similar, similar storyline from when Cena lost to The Rock, WrestleMania 28 in 2012. And then the next year, he went to face The Rock for the championship at WrestleMania again and won. But in between that time, Cena went through a lot of crap. Um, now, Cena was still main event after main event. And Cody has not been in main event after main event. However, Cody's having similar issues. Cena had a feud with the Brock Lesnar. Cody's having a feud with Brock Lesnar, which this one's going on longer. But um, Cena had 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 lost to Lord Tensai at one point on a Monday Night Raw, and Edge had to come back and give him a talking to. Um, Cody had a bunch of run-ins with the Judgment Day. And he ended up beating Dominic Mysterio. People said, "Oh, he's a mid carder. Why are we losing? To, why is he losing to guys like that or facing guys like that?" As uh, Dominic's one of the biggest heels in pro wrestling right now, not just WWE. So, I think Cody beats Brock and continues the story. Apparently, Cody's tired of the whole finish the story thing because of the memes it has turned into. But I mean, what are you going to do? Next up, World Heavyweight Championship: Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. I think this is Finn Balor's time. I think Finn Balor. Gets revenge on Rollins from SummerSlam 2022. And then I think Damian Priest cashes in on Finn Balor. Judgment Day kind of breaks up. And then at Payback, we have a triple threat match between Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Seth Rollins. And eventually Seth Rollins wins. Payback is the next pay-per-view, September 2nd. WWE Women's Championship, Asuka versus Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair. She's kind of been like a secondary presence in this drama between Belair and Flair. And I think this, I I hope this happens. I hope Asuka wins and it turns into a feud on the side for Charlotte Flair and Bianca. Bianca slowly turns into a heel or Charlotte returns to a heel. And Asuka kind of brings in somebody new to feud with. That's just my opinion. And Ronda Rousey versus Shauna Baszler MMA rules. Ronda Rousey and Baszler are close friends despite their strange storyline relationship. It always feels like uh, Rousey is teetering on a break or an exit. And this could be a a great moment to establish Baszler, potentially the next contender for Asuka's championship if everything goes like I said it would. Um, She's a more consistent presence as a main event player, as Rousey does her best friend a favor, heading out the door. So I think Shayna Baszler wins this one. Again, per P- uh, CBS Sports. Not all my predictions I've read word for word. I just like how they read it right there. Um, some of Sam Battery Battle Royal. WWE really should strike strike while the iron is hot. LA Knight is a part of this Battle Royal. 
LA Knight needs to win. He's like a combo between the Rock and Stone Cold. <laughs> Some people say that's kind of a diss. I don't think it is. I think that's a major compliment. So uh, let me talk to you. Yeah, LA Knight wins. Intercontinental Championship, Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. McIntyre is returning and confronted Gunther. There's a lot. There's a lot of reports out in between a between WrestleMania and Money in the Bank, and Drew McIntyre returned. And there's a bunch of jokes between him and uh, Triple H or Paul Levesque, whatever you want to call him. Um, saying as yo, yo, did you see the dirt sheets? Saying I wasn't happy. Saying oh, it was this that. There was some maybe minor truth to that. I mean, there's always some frustrations in the workplace, but he was injured. That's why he was out. So he was just able to deal with some personal stuff, and he came back. So he got about three or four months off. No, three months off. Um, but I think Gunther wins. Gunther is going to end up beating Honky Tonk's record uh, for longest reign of Intercontinental Championship. I do think he eventually loses to McIntyre or maybe Chad Gable, maybe Mustafa Ali, somebody that he can bring up and coming. Then eventually Gunther is elevated into the main title scene. I actually think Gunther wins the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania 40 next year. And then the opener, because Logan Paul is going to fly down to Dallas to watch Jake Paul fight Nate Diaz, Ricochet versus Logan Paul. I think Logan Paul wins, but I think Ricochet should win here. Um, there's going to be a viral moment. They're both high flyers. This is the type of match I would show to non-wrestling fans, or it's not just a bunch of fake headlocks and hip tosses and German suplexes and um, elbow drops and stuff like that. This is like high-flying stuff. Like Dudes are literally doing – it's like a circus around the ring, like carnival around the ring. I would show this to a non-wrestling fan because of how fun wrestling can be, If like how it's choreographed how athletic these dudes are, how great they are at storytelling. This is something I'll show to a non-wrestling fan. So if I had somebody come down and watch, watch wrestling, or I'm, or I'm at, a, at a bar and they're showing a wrestling event, I don't know why that would be. Um, I would show them this match because this match is the real deal. Ricochet versus Logan Paul. I hope Ricochet wins. Paul deserves a win because he hasn't really won in a while. But Ricochet needs to win more. Either way, I'm happy. But I do think Ricochet should win if they want to push him farther. So if they want to push him farther, Ricochet wins. If not, Logan Paul wins. Either way, I'm happy. This match is just going to be really fun. They call it a spot fest. Not a lot of true wrestling fans or uh, actual wrestlers like this, but sometimes spot fests are fun. So, all right. That is my summer slam predictions. Again, my winners, Gunther, Ricochet, LA Knight, Asuka, Shayna Baszler, Finn Balor, Cody Rhodes, and Roman Reigns. I will get into my AFC East preview and my take on Eminem next. Stay tuned. Okay, getting into my AFC East preview, I think this division is actually going to be pretty interesting. Buffalo Bills, New England Patriots, New York Jets, Miami Dolphins. I think all teams will be hovering around 500. I don't think the Patriots are going to be that bad. You have two solid tight ends and Hunter Henry and uh, Mike Gusecki now. You got two solid receivers and Juju Smith-Schuster and Devontae Parker. Mac Jones has a legitimate offensive mind in Bill O'Brien. They've got a solid running game. You're always going to have a solid defense over the mastermind, Bill Belichick. 
if I had to, if I had to guess, I'm going to give them five to nine wins. Everybody gets a window. Remember, um, I think the Miami Dolphins kind of hover around the same thing last year. I'll give them eight. I'll give them seven to ten wins. New York Jets, a whole lot of new, whole lot of new. You got Aaron Rodgers, receiving core is revamped, running game. Brees Hall will be back. They've got Michael Carter. They've got a solid defense as well. They've got Bob Sala, who's a good coach. Robert Sala. I think they win. I think they win ten to fourteen games. Um, same with the Buffalo Bills, ten to fourteen games. Um, there's a chance Jets overtake this division because the Buffalo Bills defense, I think, takes a step back. They've got some aging guys. They don't have Leslie Frazier, a defensive coordinator anymore. Um, they can't get the offensive line situation figured out. Um, it's not as bad as Cincinnati's, but Josh Allen runs too much. They don't have much of a running game. Um, I'm, I'm still giving them both similar similar win totals, 10 to 14. Same with the Jets, 10 to 14. Um, I think it'll be kind of the Jets and the Bills as the dogs of that division. And the Dolphins and Patriots will still be good, but not Jets or Bills good. So from top to bottom, AFC East. Right now I'm rolling the dice. Jets, Bills. Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, Bills, Dolphins, Patriots. This is a very quick segment. I could have just kind of done it all in one, but hey, I wanted to drag it out. I'm dramatic, so I'll do it what I want. Um, so Eminem, like I said, sign a new rapper named Easy. Again, letters Easy. No, and I don't talk about entertainment a lot in this, nor do I break down rap lyrics. I'm not gonna break down rap lyrics, but the song was titled Realist. Um, Realist, R E A L E S T. I don't know why I spelled it. Sometimes I can't. Sometimes I feel like I have to, but it was a debut collaboration between Eminem and his recently signed artist, Easy Mill, like I said, Mill, like I said, after inking a massive deal with Eminem's uh, Shady Records and Dr. Dre's Endoscope Records in July. Um, I think, like I said, I think he sounds like Tech Nine when he raps. That's exactly what he sounded like, actually. His Realists sounded a lot like from Tech Nine's new album, 3D Bliss. Maybe it was just the vibes I got from the song, but um, Easy Mill on that track sounded like Tech Nine on 3D. So, but Eminem kind of went off again, and he literally dissed a whole generation. He dissed Gen Z, saying they haven't been here long enough. They they don't know what rap's supposed to sound like. They don't know what hip hop's supposed to sound like. They're not allowed to have an opinion on his music. I mean, they're allowed to have an opinion, but. The majority of their opinions are wrong, saying he's corny. I won't, I won't, I won't deny that he has moments where he's pretty corny, or he overdoes it with some things of a style of rapping. But the rap you hear nowadays, with the exception of a few, just music you hear nowadays, with the exception of a few artists or a few songs, it's the same thing over and over. And Eminem is still doing it 25 years later. And my name is his first ever single. He does not care. God sent him to piss the world off. He's still doing it a quarter of a century later. A year after he went into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He doesn't care. He's going to keep doing it. He's going to keep doing it. And until we all stop complaining, or until he gets too old, whichever comes first. And somebody's always going to complain about something that, until we stop complaining, it's, it's not going to end. All right, like I said, this was a quick episode this episode today. I really didn't need to make it a two-segment show. It could have just been one and one, but, hey, I like to drag it out, okay? Again, SummerSlam, I predicted that. Um, I did have a quick little 
prediction about Jake Paul and Nate Diaz. If Nate Diaz was a boxer and not an MMA fighter, I'd say he wins. But Jake Paul is in the best shape of his life, and Nate Diaz is outside of his prime. So Jake Paul wins. I would love to see Nate Diaz win, though. I love the Diaz brothers. Nate Diaz is in my top five, top ten of favorite athletes possibly ever, especially now that Brett Favre steals from poor people. Brett Favre is out of my top ten. It's now Nate Diaz, or maybe it's Josh Allen. I don't know. Anyways, that's NSQ Sports Entertainment, episode 114. Before I'm out of here, though, Twitch and YouTube, I'm going to fiddle around with those over the next month or so. At some point during football season, I will be, and it depends on what's going on with my work schedule. I will be starting a Twitch stream for premium live events and then Monday Night Raw and Monday Night Football. That's it. I will Twitch stream those. I will announce those like I'm Mitch freaking Holtis or Jim Ross. Mitch Holtis is the voice of the Chiefs. Everyone knows who Jim Ross is. I'm not going to – I'm going to – I'll add in my own words. I'll add in my own flair. I'll I'll talk about things. I'm not going to talk about the storylines. I'm going to talk about what's happening on the field, what's happening in the ring. I'm not going to talk about what this quarterback said about the other cornerback, about the defense, or what this wrestler said in a segment on a scripted show. I'm going to talk about what's going on on the field and what's going on in the ring. If that's a little too much, I'll flip it around one week, or I'll just do Monday Night Football and a premium live event. So one week it's so on the week of Thanksgiving it's Monday Night Football and then Survivor Series. Actually, it won't be Survivor Series because I'm going to Survivor Series, but that's an example. Anyways, I'm gonna fill around with it tonight. I'm gonna see what it's like tonight. I'm going to try it. I probably won't actually go live, but I'll see how how it works. How I play SummerSlam on my screen, and then how I can take those clips and post them to TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, whatever. Um, but again, that's all I have for you guys today. NC Sports Entertainment, episode 114. I'm out of here. Thank you. Mm-hmm.